This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Talk Tuners. Lately, I've been making some positive changes in my life, but it definitely wasn't easy, nor did it happen overnight. With the help of talk therapy, I've been able to grow and unlearn behaviors and beliefs that were causing me to feel stuck. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And special offer to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. That's betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, Talk Tuners, and welcome to episode 22. I am Stephanie Myers. Hey, guys, I'm Stephanie Benya. 22, girl? My God. 22. Wow. 22. And we I'm are, as usual. Yeah, I'm impressed with <laughs> every other Wednesday. Like, we are here. And it's been nearly a year. We'll talk more about that. I mean, yeah. cross that bridge, but it's been pretty close. So I know we're excited because we have just endless things to discuss with you guys, endless memories and a good one today that I know mm-hmm. we're both excited for. We'll get to it. But as you know, Pena, I'm still on a little bit of a concert high from seeing, yeah, yeah, from seeing one of my favorite bands yesterday for the third time, Sparks. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love these guys. So they played very close to me, really uh, just a couple mm-hmm. blocks here in LA. These are, for folks who don't know, Russell and Ron Mayo, who are brothers and who mm-hmm. are amazing. They've been around since the 70s. A lot of folks know them now who didn't know them thanks to the Edgar Wright documentary, The Sparks Brothers, that came out last year. And so they've expanded their fan base a little bit, but I've been a fan for a long time, saw them for the third time last night. They are mm-hmm. so prolific. They've released dozens of albums. And the cool thing about seeing them live is they really pride themselves on replicating their album sound live in concert. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. So they're not ones that's like, now we're going to riff. Like, nope. They're like, we're going to make the sound like this. And a couple reasons why that's incredible um, is, so Ron's the songwriter, Russell's the vocalist. They're 76 and 73, which I'm not good at. Uh, ever guessing ages, but I double checked that today because it's incredible that they do what they do up there and have been doing it for so long. And one of the things I love in particular about them, not only their production, uh, that one production and attention to detail, but Russell's range and everyone's mm-hmm. commented on it is absolutely insane. They're they're seemingly perennial, perennially young to me. And mm-hmm. I always forget their ages, but so many of their peers that have been touring for so long, Elton mm-hmm. John, others, the industry standard is you adjust down the yeah. octaves. 
and you do slightly different arrangements for songs. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a standard. You'll hear it a little bit differently, especially for songs that are older, songs that are in the 70s mm-hmm. and don't as high range. Standard mm-hmm. practice, but Sparks does not adjust down. That's cool. And it's wild. Yeah, it's wild, the notes that he hits live. They're these octave-jumping albums that they insist mm-hmm. on replicating in concert. And you're thinking, did Russell make a deal with the devil? How is this? How am I witnessing this? Mm-hmm. And it's incredible, but they have really been part of their, I think, ethos is we're going to make sure this is a really good live experience. And if you're mm-hmm. into our albums, you are going to be into our shows. So. A while back, they played all of their albums in concert, uh, one album per night, and it was about a month. And they said, even stuff we never play live, whatever, we're going to play like a full album per night. Yeah. And their Mm -hmm. backing musicians were like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) But they like, yeah, we're going to do it. And last night, yeah, they did some deeper cuts and it was just so awesome. And I love that I got to see them for the third time because they're just so good. It was a sold out show. I've, as you and I talk about Pena, I've been, both of us have been so fortunate to see so many concerts in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I tried to do, try to start a list and even get anywhere, but it's been hundreds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, oh, I want to document I mean, somewhere, but I don't know. Bands, right? I mean, and yeah, yeah, that's a great it. thing. It's like, we see local bands, you know, that counts. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to get a gauge on how many shows you've been to, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, right? Because no, I was I trying. I was like, maybe if I start a spreadsheet, but yeah. I don't know. But it's been a lot. And uh, and it mm-hmm. made me reflect back on my very first concert, which was the Beach Boys, age 10. It was minus Brian Wilson. I believe Mike Lowe was involved. Mike Love's always involved. And nice. I was 10 years old. I looked back on it recently. It was the Bayou in Houston mm-hmm. before there was mm-hmm. kind of a venue at the Bayou and it was like a desert storm welcome back show. Oh, wow. Okay. Featuring the beach boys. And that was my (laughs) first concert ever. So I've been reflecting back on that lately and thinking about just all these bands that I've had the good fortune of seeing over the years. And then one that I've seen live several times, as I know you have Stephanie Mm -hmm. is nine inch nails. We both got to see them. Several times, and I'm really thrilled that today we're going to talk about Nine Inch Nails and Down In It, their classic Down In It. I don't believe 
Yes. Big, big fans. We're both longtime fans. I think that's one of the first things we connected on mm-hmm. Stephanie <laughs> when we were kind of, uh, we'd first met and we were just talking about music. We had so much to talk about with music, right? And Absolutely. we had gone to these, it was industrial nights at Atomic Cafe, a venue in Austin that became Elysium. Mm-hmm. And for industrial nights, early Nine Inch Nails was always involved there. So we'd be dancing industrial nights. So it was dance night. And we had a good time and we, it was a cool connection because not everyone is into that genre wise. It's a special breed, man, for sure. (laughs) I mean, you know, just bringing back a, you know, past episode when we talk about my life, it's throw kill cold. Um, I saw them at Elysium. So yes, it is, they cater to just really, um, you know, off the wall. I mean, you know, just, I don't even know. I don't know. We're special. We're amazing. Two amazing yeah. music lovers. <laughs> so good. So good. So I treasure that as like this early yeah. kind of like Nench Nails related memory that you and I had. Um, and then I know you and I went there. My uh, late friend Nick and I would go to those industrial nights to dance. And I think about Nench Nails and I think about him. He was such a fan of mm-hmm. Trent's live staging and he was in that industry himself and design live shows and live experiences. So Nice Nails just holds all these different memories for me. I've been through yes. so many eras, right? Exactly. Like we grew up with these fools. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Exactly. That's so Straight true. Mm-hmm. And I know we we're... grew up with them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, through the years, retrospective, yeah. as it were. Yeah. I think his wife is our age, Stephanie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, like, literally growing up, like, we're not that far away from age. It's 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 crazy. I think he's maybe ten years older than us, honestly. Yeah. 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 Like maybe. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. And he's Trent Reznor. For those uh, who don't know, mastermind of Nine Inch Nails. Most folks who are listening probably know that, but if you don't, now you know. He has had such an evolution of his songwriting over the years, and for me, it's been fascinating to watch him develop as a songwriter who now scores these big name films. And he's actually an Oscar winner and a Grammy winner. And not many people can say that, I don't think. It's taken um, seriously as somebody who's like, oh, he's a go-to, he's our go-to guy for scoring films. Mm. And he's been Mm -hmm. pigeonholed as kind of this uh, angry young man, quote unquote, early in his career. And he's said in interviews too that he was writing what he knew, especially Mm. at that time including channeling his struggles with anxiety and depression into his songwriting. So if you do listen to some of the early stuff, like Pretty Hate Machine, which Down In It is off of, you get this sense. It's like, oh, he's really channeling his struggles from that time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how that works. And with Down In It from that 1989 album, I will say Pretty Hate Machine is my favorite Nine Inch Nails album. So I'm even doubly thrilled talking about that today. When you listen mm-hmm. to Down In It, you don't hear you don't hear anything like that on the radio. Definitely not no. before that time. Did, Hell no. <laughs> didn't exist, right? Exactly. Didn't exist. It was a fascinating little history. The music video was meant to look like a snuff film. It was apparently investigated by the FBI. What? There's a lot of, yeah, right? Oh. Like okay. a lot of very bizarre 
things that have come around related to that. I'm just shocked. The FBI? Yeah. Come on. Wow. Yeah. It's not that serious. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so kind of funny. Uh, check out mm-hmm. that video. I think it is on YouTube. But they influenced a lot when they were coming out in that era. You, Stephanie, you mentioned My Life Phil Kill Cult in that episode. Yeah. And we talked a little bit there, too, about how Nine Snails heavily influenced them within the industrial scene, but also vice versa. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, this scene is so small and, um, you know, it's very tight-knit. So you definitely, any industrial artist, you can feel, like, even here, min, uh, Ministry, they're, uh, you know, they're very popular industrial artists, um, depending on which album, because they're just like Nine Inch Nails, very eclectic. But um, you can you can just feel those and hear the similarities. It's it's amazing. I love it. Totally. Totally. And the interesting thing about them too is especially with this song, you know, I call it my Nine Schnells Everything in the Kitchen Sink song in particular. <laughs> because and I think you know what I'm talking about. But there's <laughs> there's so much going on here. But that's my favorite mm-hmm. kind of song, right? There's a lot going yeah. on. There's these heavy synths, heavy mm-hmm. synthesizers. Very random but great rhymes, feverish active changes. Uh, it's a great. I put it on running mixes. It's a great running song. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta add that. It's yeah, you know, there's a lot. It's a lot when you're listening to it, but in a good way. You're just kind of like, rain, rain, go away, come again some other day. But Trent, Trent makes that work. If you heard that from another industrial band, you'd be like, are you just busting out with that? Yeah, it would be lame. But Trent does it. It's gold. It's gold. No flies on it at all because it's amazing. And anyway, it is one of our favorites. I will say, um, Stephanie, we've talked a little bit past. You said uh, songs we sing our dogs, which in that <laughs> in previous episode, hey, yeah, uh, this is definitely one for me. It's like, I used to be so big and strong. No, my right from wrong. I used to never be afraid. And I like to add, I used to be a puppy. And oh, I'll sing that. Oh, my God, girl. To dog chelsea my previous dog adrian and it's perfect (laughs) it's perfect used to be a for them (laughs) feel like trent would appreciate that you have to understand so listen to the song i know you will and those who know it i mean you're already laughing right but you don't know understand her dogs they're uh adrian was a rat terrier and Chelsea is a Greyhound Chihuahua mix. And these are so tiny little precious dogs. So it's pretty funny. They're that, tiny. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who are industrial. Who are these industrial borderline goth songs? They're, They're like, is this my theme song? I'm like, yes, it is. It is your little theme song. You need so, to buy him a sweater to say as, I used to be a puppy. Chelsea needs I that. I used to be life. a puppy. <laughs> she does have a little skull and crossbones sweater that a friend gave her. So. She's got that. So you guys hadn't figured it out already, of course. One of our themes this show is our memories and stories connected to the songs. We're certainly got more photos where that came from today. And 100%. when I think about, yeah, I think about Nine Inch Nails 2, I do have to share of the time when, so I've seen them several times. My friend Todd and I went to see them at Barclays Center in 2014. And I think folks know it's an arena, arena show. And it was neither of our first arena shows by a long shot. We'd both yeah. been to so many, but it's Nine Snails in an arena, which interesting place, right? 
not a club. It's he's playing to the Trent's playing to the back row tonight. So we go to we go to sit down. We go to take our seats, and our usher comes around, takes us to our seat, and takes us aside and goes, "Hey, they're gonna play for an hour and a half, and then the lights are gonna go down, and they'll leave the stage, but don't leave. They will actually come back. They're going to play more songs." And we were like, did you just explain the concept of an encore to us <laughs> Wow! At the Nine Inch Nails show? So that's one of my abiding wow. Nine Inch Nails concert memories. I was like, wow, this is a new one. Was the Usher old? I mean, like, I need more context. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe my age-ish. I was like, I was like, really? I was like, oh, did we just get like an encore explained to us So. I even think Trent would probably find that funny. He'd be like, yeah, oh you know what an encore is? Have you ever been to a concert? So that's one of my, that's one of the memories I associate with just seeing Nine Inch Nails. But I know you and I both have so many memories, Stephanie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, wait, but this Usher, I guess you can say he saved Trent. I mean, I guess, you know, Trent can just thank <laughs> this guy one day and be like, thank you so much for keeping the crowd enticed and letting them know that I was coming back. Did me a solid. Really appreciate you know? it. I'm sure Trent would yep. love that. So Trent, if you're listening, you need to find this usher and thank him. Just tell me right now. Right? Like, oh, so man, it's... Nine Inch Nails, dude. Nine Inch Nails are just one of those bands. Um, you know, Steph definitely gave really great intro into them. Um, I discovered Nine Inch Nails in middle school and it was yeah. from Alternative Nation. So I had seen uh, videos from Pretty Hate Machine that was on rotation. And then I was just like, man, who is this? You guys are different. That was just what yes. it is. It was different. Industrial is different. And then um, also, as I reside in San Antonio, uh, the rock station at the time, uh, 99.5 Kiss, they had an industrial rock hour on Sunday night. So what is it about Sundays and industrial? Right? I don't know. Is that a thing? I mean, yeah. What it, yeah. And so I want to talk about industrial music just in general, because we may have some folks that don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so industrial music, it's, and this is my definition it's a type of music that incorporates electronic, heavy guitar, white noise, synthesizers, etc., to create a strong in-your-face sound that makes your heart pump, your head bang, and your feet move. Energizing music. Yeah. Like, 100%. And yeah. it has groove. This isn't like, it, it, it's got rhythm. There isn't, um, you know, it's not like synth pop or anything like that. You know, it's yeah. got rhythm. Totally. It's awesome. And, you know... <laughs> when I was learning about industrial and just, you know, uh, learning about industrial music, learning about Nine Inch Nails, random, random, random memory. <laughs> I was watching Guiding Light and, you know, the soap opera. As a child, yeah, as a child, probably like 13, whatever. And I remember there was this gothy, edgy character who was fighting with her mother. She was like all dressed in black. She had the fishnet shirt, you know, black nails. And her mom told her that she's moody because she listens to Nine Inch Nails. Amazing. Serious. I was like, what? Oh my God. It just made them even cooler. So Trent. So funny. Nine Inch Nails is even talked about in Guiding Light. Bro. I love it. (laughs) Right? And yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, I have definitely seen Nine Inch Nails too many times to count. I've seen them, gosh. Just, uh, you know, be headliners. I've seen them in support. They're, they're just great. Um, my, the last time I saw Nine Inch Nails 
was actually in San Antonio. It was for, uh, they headlined what was now the defunct festival, River City Rock Fest. And it was amazing. Beautiful light show. I mean, just everything about that performance. If you see Nine Inch Nails, it's captivating. You don't even have to like them. You're going to enjoy the lights. You know, I mean, seriously, I can take my mom and be like, hey, mom, just put some headphones on and just drown it out. But watch the pretty lights. And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, hey, and Trent, too. He's a good looking guy. He's a very yeah, good looking She would man. agree. Yeah. And, you know, what was crazy um, about this River City Rock Festival is that um, the crowd, it, it definitely had... Um, the bands before were metal. They had, uh, you know, just regular punk. I mean, Joan Jett played that day. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was just a really cool fucking lineup. And, you know, so you definitely had folks all ages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a particular, it seemed like a son and, uh, excuse me, like a, like a father-daughter. And they were singing to each other. Like, they were jamming together, right? Cool, right? But not when you're playing closer. No! Nails. Yes, dude. So, guys, for those that do not know or not into the Nine Inch Nails like Steph and I are, man, Closer is a very sexual song, okay? I'm yeah. just going to say that. And you should yeah. not be singing that with your parent. No. Or your friend. No. Or anybody. You should, you should just sing that to yourself. You don't. <laughs> It was wrong. Especially like, this is Yeah, they weren't standing in front of me. And I was just like looking at Jeff like, what the flying fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like, oh my God. Closer is a song too. I mean, for folks that are our age and did a lot of clubbing, um, you know, you could go to a mainstream club that would play nothing but hip hop. But one of the songs they're going to play is Closer because it's a very sexual dancing song. Like that, that's true. People yeah. know Closer. So for those folks that don't know, go listen to it. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, you, you would not want to be singing that if you're a parent, you don't want to be singing that with your son or daughter. <laughs> it's weird, dude. Weird. Um, it's anyway, so wow. so that's a random memory, Nine Inch Nails. Um, another cool one that I have is that I saw, um, a perfect circle and Nine Inch Nails together in Dallas. That oh. was like ultimate fucking badass show. Wow. <laughs> real, I talked about Tool in the last episode, just saw them live recently um, so, and that's another band that's very, uh, you know, unique, you know, progressive metal is very unique. Um, and, uh, you know, Trent just surrounds himself with unique artists. Okay. And one person I do want to bring up, um, love his first three albums loved when he came on the scene is Marilyn Manson. I know he's got a lot of shit on him now, so fuck him and his craziness, but the first three albums were produced by Trent smells like children. Portrait of American Family, Antichrist Superstar. Antichrist Superstar is a fucking masterpiece from beginning to end. It is amazing. One of my top 10 albums of all time. And also, you know, Stephanie, you mentioned about him scoring. Well, in the 90s, he produced two really amazing, iconic soundtracks from Natural Born Killers. You guys remember that Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis movie? Mm-hmm. That is that is a crazy movie, and I saw it one too many times in the theater. How was I let in the theater when I was like? I was gonna 13? say, yeah, that's a pretty like, pretty crazy ass movie. We can bring those days back. Kids are too soft nowadays. But anyway, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So Natural Born Killers, he produced that, and he also produced Lost Highway, which is a David Lynch film. Again, you have to, David Lynch is another like cult following. You know, they're just not. He surrounds himself with very unique artists. You know, and um, it, it's amazing. So definitely, if you didn't know about those soundtracks, 
Um, you know, Lost Highway has David Bowie on it. It's got Manson. It has, um, you know, of course, Nine Inch Nails and just a lot of different scores and stuff. It's it's a trip. It's a total yeah. trip. Total trip. Natural Born yeah. Killers is a nice mix as well. And there's a really badass song called Burn that Nine Inch Nails does um, on that soundtrack. It's amazing. And also just want to also mention, you know, his contributions to soundtracks. The Crow. Stephanie, I know you and I, that's like mm-hmm. one of our favorite albums. That's actually my favorite soundtrack. I think it's yours yeah. too, right? I think we've talked about it. Yeah. I want to say in yeah. a couple of past episodes in passing because we both love it so much. And it's such a timepiece, I feel like a period, but it's so, it's just so good. It's such a snapshot of what was going on at that time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so Nine Inch Nails did a cover of Joy Division's uh, Dead Souls, Souls, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah. check that out. So um, Stephanie and I, I, when I think about Nine Inch Nails and I hear down in it, I think about Stephanie every time. So um, in the same vein of our previous episode, I talked about my Chevy Tracker being the club, right? So Stephanie and I really did bond over music. Of course, we're doing this podcast today, but we both really enjoyed listening to our music at high volume. volume. <laughs> and... <laughs> I remember just getting to know Stephanie and we're talking and just like, Hey, you know, what songs do you really like to jam out to? And she would have like her own basing party and her Honda civic to down in it. Like the car would shake and she wouldn't give a shit. She's like, yeah. Cause like, seriously, like this, the song's got a lot of bass in it. It's crazy. And I'm like, hell yeah, man, this girl's cool. I can hang out with her. Um, so yeah, definitely got on my super cool list when you told me that. I'm like, that's right, girl. That's right. So funny. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to imagine. I mean, our, and our time, dude. I mean, I'm, we're all about basing, you know, rap rock was a new thing, incorporating those cross genres, you know. I mean, it was a really exciting time for music. And uh, when we were driving, we needed everybody to know about our phenomenal music taste. We just had to let everybody know. And I was like, shit, man, that Honda Civic. And I still remember it with the fuzzy dice. Um, fuzzy dice, yeah. Yeah. And so that song, man, definitely always, always, always think about you um, for sure. And I'm glad that we were able to see them together. In 09. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it's kind of a crazy but fun little story of when we got to see them together. But it was back in 2009. And we were back at the PNC Bank Arts Center in Jersey. That's the site of a number, really, of our stories here on the podcast. Yes. Go back to the Chris Cornell episode for one to hear more of that. Uh, But we went out there to see. It was a double bill. It was Nine Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction. We went out to see them with our friends Jen and Gina. We also mentioned in a couple episodes. And we were like, oh, man, this is going to be such a great bill. We're mm-hmm. just so excited. We uh, we were both cool with lawn seats. Yeah. As folks may know, we're just amphitheaters. You could get under a pavilion or you can have lawn seats. So we got lawn seats for that show. We're like, hey, cool. Like, that's perfect. And I just remember it was such a funny and eclectic crowd for this mm-hmm. thing. It was because Jane's Addiction, you know, Nine Shells, those are very different. They're very different bands, but they have very different audiences and fans for sure so cut to the lawn where it's the goths mixing with the punks mixing with kind of the hippie-ish types and from young to old right yeah people who maybe were around when jane's addiction came out 
and like these new kids who are pretty plugged in as the kids are, but everybody's out there dancing on their blankets to this sold out show. And everyone's like, it's almost like they made the lawn a dance club. Like they were mm-hmm. on a lit up dance floor dancing out on their blankets. So we had Trent, we had Nine Inch Nails putting on this show. As you, as you talked about, Stephanie, they're known for their innovative staging. They're known for this, yes. uh, their robotic lighting elements and just this really innovative staging. And he has the ability to make, I think no matter the size of the venue, he has the ability to make it feel like an intimate club, even though we're out here in this expansive, big outdoor space that actually would make would make it difficult to do that if you were kind of an amateur or you didn't know what you were doing. But unless you're a pro, like Trent Reznor, who's like, yep, I got this. And he, he made everyone come together that night, you know? I mean, everyone come together. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, we didn't see any, like, you know, fathers and daughters singing closer together. It was, you know, <laughs> so bad. I don't so even bad. know. I'm sorry. I just can't let that go. It's like, it's, no, that's it's intense. Like, but yeah, that night was cool as shit, y'all, because it was a star-studded night. So yeah, you have two big ass bands. You got, you know, Jane's Addiction. They're not, they're not a small band. They're no. ex- got big following. Um, definitely one of the most important bands of the nineties for alternative music, for sure. And then you have Nine Inch Nails. And then at the time, um, Tom Morello um, of Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave he actually had a super group with Boots Riley. Um, Boots Riley is a political, um, comes from a political hip hop group, The Coop. And they uh, opened up for them. And the band's name was Street Sweeper Social Club. So, dude, we saw so many icons, important people of music it, for our generation yeah. in one night. Yeah, in one night. Fuck. You know? <gasps> dude, that's so nuts. Cool. Yeah. And folks, um, we do talk about uh, Tom Morello and his collaboration with Audio Slave and Chris Carnell. So check out that past episode as well. And I do have Rage Against the Machine stories that are pretty funny. So you want to listen. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So it was so great. And here's the deal, though. This, you know, Myers definitely has the crowd down for sure. The demographic was all over the place. Well, the thing is, is that we had no idea that Nine Inch Nails wasn't the headliner, that Jane's Addiction was the headliner. Yeah. And so Nine Inch Nails, according to Setlist FM, played 18 songs. That wasn't enough. We are like pumped. Again, you know, going back to my definition of industrial, guys, you are moving your feet. Like you are dancing. There's groove to it. And you're just like, yeah, all these emotions and you're. Hell yeah. And you're in this trance and you just, you can't stop. And then all of a sudden we have to switch gears. And it was the weirdest thing ever because Jane's Addiction does have heavy songs. They have rock songs, but they do have a very psychedelic, very uh, hippie type, you know, sound, I guess is what I can best say. Uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it was a total switch gears. It was so hard for me to calm down. I was like, my heart's all beating out fast. I'm all sweating. And I'm like, okay. Now I got to chill. Apparently Pharrell's coming out and doing yeah. his magic, which is amazing. He puts on a it's badass better. show. I've seen them a couple of times as well. But <laughs> I was disappointed. I'm going to lie. Because right. I should have been flipped. Because I'm like, dude, I'm pumped. Should have been flipped. And then, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Hot step. That was crazy. It was. And it was just, it was so funny that for whatever reason, it's like, oh, you guys both sort of 90s centric. So we assume that you should be on a bill together 
But when I thought back on it, it was just like, oh man, these are not really overlapping audiences so much. It's yeah. not really overlapping fandoms. So it was mm-hmm. just, and nobody, I didn't see, you know, the one thing is I didn't see any fights break out. It wasn't like it was antagonistic in the audience. It was just like everyone yeah. had their tribes kind of, it was this tribal, like, cool, I'm either waiting for my band or like my band just played, like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of funny in that way, but it's still like, oh, what a juxtaposition. Nine Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction together. It just, it's still kind of funny to me. I don't know why. The Ninja Tour, y'all. That was what it was called, the Ninja Tour. I guess we should have figured it out because right. Jane's Addiction, I guess. Been, I don't know. I'm trying to make uh, sense out of it, but I had no idea. And our technology was not on point at that yeah. time to where I'd be like, yeah, guys, this is what they're playing. Yeah. Like Setlist FM, y'all, if y'all have not checked out that site, you need to today anytime you're gonna go see a band you can look through the archives of different sets that they played this is where i found out they played an 18 song set nine Nails did um it's great it's just i love i love 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 that site yeah but yeah i am i'm just uh (laughs) i'm over here like dancing tapping my feet and shit just reliving just that memory alone and uh and yeah um i'm gonna base down in it today and i'm gonna think about you i'm gonna call yeah totally and i love that that's a memory that you remember which (laughs) didn't even remind me of me like myers over there shaking the car freaking down in it god (laughs) but it's such a classic right such yes i'm so glad that trent can bring us together stephanie it's beautiful right i know he just like he always finds a way trent rest he does he always finds a way but so many Nine Inch Nails memories and so many connected to the music of Trent, which is just, he's just been across so many genres for so, so long. So I know we, yeah. I know we treasure those memories. And also, you know, he's part of just, I think describes like our musical identity, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really it, formative. For sure. And you know, the cool thing about Trent too, just something I want to add really quick um, for those that are Cure fans, The Cure, and we also have a great episode about them. Trent introduced them, inducted them into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And yeah. his speech, y'all, oh my God. Like, he's just talented. Like, yeah. dude, like, he, he was, it's, a, it's a badass speech, y'all. Just watch it. Like, yeah. Um, he just, you know, talking about what the cure did for him as an artist and what he's done, what they do for the industry in general. He pays respects, man. Trent's a good dude. Like he's, he's just a good dude. I mean, he got rid of Manson too. So he's a good dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy, I really enjoy Trent and just have so many good memories tied to his music. And yeah, glad we could actually take some time and talk about him today and talk about his memories. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, thanks guys for tuning in on this one. I hope you learned something today or you are just like, yeah, hell yeah. We know we were there. Who was at the show? Who's seen them live? Let's talk about our Nine Inch Nails memories. Who was fucking lucky enough to see Nine Inch Nails and David Bowie play together in 94? Who was lucky enough to do that? I know our friend Lucy was lucky enough to do that. Whatever, Lucy. Yeah, um, unfair. I want to hear, man. Nine Inch Nails, dude. They they are yeah. amazing. I want to hear what our yeah. top tuners have to say about yeah. this phenomenal group. Yeah, and really excited that folks reached out and talked about in some past episodes different things that they've seen about bands 
that we've talked about, talking about their memories. Really cool. Mm-hmm. And would love it if uh, folks would reach out, share some Nine Nails memories. I will, as we did in a past episode, mention Good Pods because they are a great platform yeah. if you're kind of looking for a different place to listen to your podcast. It's a great app. And we would love it if you'd find us there. If you just uh, tap a quick rating for us there, that's fantastic. That really helps with our visibility. So just wanted to give a shout out to that really cool platform. And we're on all of them, right? Penny, we're on all platforms. We're everywhere. You can find us anywhere. And we're part of the Pantheon Network, y'all. Um, Pantheon, uh, great family, great, 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 great music pod family. So um, check out Pantheon's, uh, our sister and brother uh, podcast. You can find whatever your taste is. If it's metal, if it's country, if it's just you want to know facts. And there's all sorts of great stuff. So we're very, very, very grateful for um, for everything. Thank you so much. And uh, please, please uh, reach out to us. You can email us, uh, email us at Stephanie's Talk Tunes at Gmail, or you can reach us on the socials, man. So on uh, where our handle for IG is at Stephanie's Talk Tunes. Um, find us on Facebook as well and TikTok. On Twitter, we are Stephanie's Talk, and um, we'd really appreciate everyone who reaches out. Um, you know, tell us your stories. We'd love to repeat them. Like, yeah. let us know. I mean, it, that's what music is, right? Music is life. So we, we want we want to hear it because I know y'all got some good memories. Who saw Nine Inch Nails at Woodstock 94? Like, I yeah. mean, like, I need to know. I need to know who saw Nine Inch Nails at Woodstock 94 because I watched it on TV and that was crazy. Crazy. Just the, wild. Just wild. The mud. The mud. It was a mud fest. Nuts. Just anyway. nuts. Yeah. Would Thank love you, to Trish. hear. Yeah. Would love to hear from anybody who was there for that. Please do reach out because, wow, to have a first-person account of that show should be pretty wild. Man, for real. And thank you, Trent. Thank you for existing. We love you. Yeah. Thank you, Trent. Right. Tell the word right. both fans from this episode. I think we've shown that <laughs> in different Absolutely. ways. And uh, just thank you, Talk Tuners. Love you. Be back in two weeks. Peace out. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.